0: So, very good morning to us all. If you have your Bibles with you, why don't you take them out, please, and turn to a book for this season, Philippians. Beautiful book of Philippians, and we're in chapter 3. Chapter 3, and we'll be reading from verse 17 through to verse 19. And today's particular uh, verse is verse 17. Philippians 2. Chapter 3, verse 17, says this. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who walk as you have us for a pattern. Verse 18. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are The enemies of the cross of Christ. Verse 19. Whose end is destruction, whose god is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Father, may you be delighted to open up scripture to us this morning. Speak to us, God. Holy Spirit, have your way. Take what is not of you, Lord, away from our ears, Lord, away from our mouth this morning. And may I speak, Father, only that which you want us to hear. Thank you, Lord, for your word that is active and living. Have your glory, in Jesus' name. So verse 17 says, uh, Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Uh, another translation say, puts it this way. Join together in following my example. This is Paul speaking and writing to the uh, Philippians. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Yet another translation, just to give it, uh, make it easier in our, in, our, in our hearing. Another translation puts it this way: Brothers and sisters, together become imitators of me and observe those who live according to the pattern you have in us. This section, Paul moves, as I said, uh, up until verse 15. He has been speaking to his friends in Philippi, writing to his friends in Philippi. He has been motivating and encouraging them, and he turns and changes his way of chatting to them and speaks to their free will. Asking them, if you are mature, which you believe you are, well then this is how you are to live. Then we get here. And he moves away from from those things and he says, well, now that we are at this place, become imitators of me, Paul, me. And observe not just me, those around you who live according to the pattern you have. Um, in us, according to the pattern that G, uh, that he has spoken to to his friends, see at, at this point, Paul wants his readers, his friends, his his family in Philippi, in Philippi, to live for heavenly rewards. We've spoken about rewards. We've spoken about this journey. We've spoken about this race that we are we are in. At the end of the race, there is a reward to be had, um, and we are to contend for that. We are to continue. We are to encourage one another in this race. This is the attitude that Paul is encouraging his friends to continue having, because why? There is a heavenly reward. And I said it um, uh, sometime back. I said, even Jesus himself lived for reward. Um, The word says that um, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross for the joy set before him, because of what was going to be given to him when he arrived in eternity. So Jesus himself lived for rewards. So it's not wrong for us, for you and I as Christians, to aim to live for rewards. But the rewards need to be geared according to God's way. According to God's way. See, this is how Paul lives. And he wants his friends to live in the same way. From this, um, these um, verses, verse 17 um, through to 19, there are three points I would like to highlight. Three points. I'd like to spend time on highlighting and looking at to help us, help me, help you, help us as Christians to continue walking this walk that Jesus Christ has died and paid the price for you to walk in. Remembering that there's a reward. At the end of this journey, there's a reward. Paul has encouraged, through, through the word of God, the Holy Spirit has encouraged us to live according to His way. So there are three things I'd like to highlight. Number one, is his friends in Philippi and us here in um, Kilani Park Town, Redemption, Christian world. Number one, they must follow those who set a good example. We must follow those who set good examples within the Christian community. That's why it's important for us to fellowship together. That's why it's important for us to not be isolated in the Christian walk. Because we need to encourage one another. As you see me living according to God's uh, um, way, is. His direction, so I encourage you in the, to walk in the same um, same way. As I see you walking in that way, walking in the way God has called you to us to do, I, I'm encouraged to do the same thing. Even when things are tough, even when God takes in, uh, takes away, in inverted commas, I am still encouraged to walk because God is consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and, and tomorrow, and forever. His word says, so number one, they, we must follow those who set a good example. So Paul starts off by saying, brethren, join in following my example. Starts off by saying about himself. Join in the example of following me. I'm writing to you. I am appealing to you. I'm encouraging you. Look at my life. Look at my life. And at this point, you I mean, you've read the Bible, I would I would think, You've read the, the scriptures that Paul had uh, written um, or has written, and uh, maybe in your mind, sometimes in my mind, this is true, uh, there's this question of the uh, almost like this dynamic spiritual growth that we read in Paul's life in some ways seems almost almost um, fanciful, almost it's like almost above where we can get to. We're living in this world, there are lots of things that are holding us back, that are uh, you know, um, causing us to stumble and fall at, uh, at every corner. How can we be like Paul? How? It almost seems impossible. But Paul says, look at my life, um, it is indeed possible through Jesus Christ. We may wonder um, if real people live these vital lives. This life like Paul, how is that possible? Is it possible for me to really live this life that Paul is you, encouraging me unto the glory of God? When I look at my life, I think it's impossible. Knowing my heart, it is impossible. And I would imagine it's the same for you, for every human uh, being who follows Christ. There's this war in our hearts. There's this war in our hearts. Evil. Is trying to consume us. It's knocking at our door every, every day at our hearts. Trying to draw us back to where we were. Trying to get us back into the kingdom of darkness. Yet we have been plucked out of that by this amazing power from Jesus Christ. He has plucked us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Therefore, if He has done that, He is able to help us live this life unto His glory. In the way that he's called us to. It is not impossible because we believe that we are saved by his power. If Jesus can save us by his power, we almost think it's hard for him to help us to live this life, Christian life the way he's called us to live. How absurd is that? If he can pluck you from the, the, the clutches of death into life how much more can He hold you and help you carry on living this life? Remember that uh, scripture in Ecclesiastes that I read that um, we are to enjoy this life that He's given us. We are to enjoy enjoy it. The jobs that He's given us, we are to enjoy this. But how do we enjoy when evil is just knocking at our doorsteps the whole time? Well, Paul helps us understand this. We must ask ourselves, Are there any real people out there in the Christian world who put on flesh and blood on this kind of life? Is it even true? Can we be real? Can we be humans and live a life that is pleasing to God? Paul here gave himself as an example. See, Paul never presented himself as some super saint, which I'm sure you maybe have thought he's a, he seems to be a super saint. I've often thought, looked at him, I mean, this guy must, must have been a super saint. But he didn't present himself as a super saint who lived above ordinary people. In this verse, Paul expected other ordinary people people, his friends in Philippi, the word being ordinary, like him, to follow in his tracks. Yes, God has paved a way for you and I. He has set out the road. He's demarcated how we are going to walk this road until we get to the finish line. My road, there's similarities to yours, but my road is my road, and your road is your road. But Paul expected his friends to live up to this um, encouragement. See, the words following my example in the Greek is the term from which we get mimic. The word mimic... In the English. So Paul said, if you want to grow, remember we've been speaking about maturity, he singled out those who claim to be mature. I'm speaking to you, Christians, you say you're mature. So if you want to be mature and maintain maturity, Paul would say, Mimic me. Copy me. Look at what I've written through the help of the Holy Spirit and copy me. This word means more than just mimic. It means to be a joint mimic. In other words, join others in imitating Paul. So, in other words, as I want him to imitate Paul, I am to join with you and encourage you as you encourage me. We let let's join together and encourage one another to imitate and mimic Paul. Why do I say Paul at this uh, stage rather than Jesus? Well, because Paul was an ordinary man. Paul was not Jesus. He was a man like you and I. Help but the Holy Spirit. Given to the um, by free choice, he gave himself to God. And he asked God, help me to live this life according to your purpose, according to your will. You know one of the the the, the most difficult prayers that I, I often not often. I sometimes pray when um, maybe I'm confused. I don't know what the way, uh, how it should be. Is God, I see what's happening. Please, please change this. Do what needs to happen. But then I say th- these words. Father, not my will, but your will. Jesus said that in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was da- going down to, to die on the cross. So God if it's possible take this cup away from me. But Lord not your not my will but your will be done. I wonder if that's, if we ever get to that place. I, often when I'm confused, I don't know, I don't see, I don't see an end in sight in this situation. I uh, Just oh, Father help me to have this heart, this attitude that says father not my will but your will. And understanding that everything is seasonal. Everything is seasonal. Everything will come to an end. You have, There's a time to be born and a time to die and everything in between. Time to plant, time to, uh, to reap, time to tear down, time to build. This is the cycle of life. Paul understood that by the help of the Holy Spirit. So we can. And I said, why Paul and not Jesus? Because Paul was an ordinary man like you and I. Therefore, if Paul can do it, He has the right to encourage his fellow men, fellow man, fellow uh, human beings, his friends in Philippi, that you can also do the same, that you can live this life according to the purposes that God has called you to, to live. And at this point, can I ask us an honest question? So we understand we're humans, like Paul, Paul has encouraged us. But in fact, that, that encouragement, that living that Paul had was not in his own doing. It's because he asked the Holy Spirit to help him. He couldn't have done all those things if he was not uh, aligned and aligned the Holy Spirit to work in and through his life. So can I ask us if you could honestly tell another believer to mimic the growth in your life? Can you, at this point, tell another believer, actually mimic my life? Look at my life. Copy me. Look at my life. Follow me. Paul did that. Not because he was arrogant, but because he allowed the Holy Spirit to use him mightily. And that can be true of us as well. You can be at a place where you can tell fellow believers, new ones, the babies in, uh, the babes in the faith, and the more mature ones, mimic me. Look at my life and live and copy me. Why? Because my life it brings glory to the King of kings. King of kings and the Lord of lords. It brings glory to Him. So the most difficult part uh, is when, when we're in the world. Today, on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday when we're together as believers, it's easy. It's easy for me to stand there and say, mimic me, look at me, I encourage you, come on, live this life according to scriptures. But it's that much more difficult to say that, those same words on a Monday morning when I'm speaking to a client or my colleague or whatever, wherever God has called us. Yet God says we are to enjoy that place He's called us to, to, to be. And as we enjoy that, we are to shine His light in a darkened world. We are still here on earth. We're still alive. We're not dead yet. Therefore, there's work for us to, be, uh, to do. We need to take courage like Paul and realize that God is willing and able to use us mightily for His kingdom purpose. Think about Paul. Paul started out as a persecutor of the Christian church. He hated Christians. He was a murderer of the Christians. He became the author of a large part of the New Testament. This leading character against Christianity, against the ways of God, went from being the most feared antagonist of Christianity to the greatest proponent for Christianity. How's that? You hate and you're going to kill and you're going to destroy. Only God can change your heart in that regard. That you turn completely, completely. You uh, reverse and from death to life, from this thing that you are going to die for you start promote, promoting it in, a, in the opposite direction. Only God can do that in your heart. Remember that um, uh, the, exp- the experience that He had on the road to Damascus, that was a turning point. Just like you and I, that experience, that turning point that God met you on the way down to hell. He rescued you. That was a turning point. This man who was against Christianity became the most um, uh, aggressive and the greatest advocate for Christianity. He was against it totally and everything, turned around and now he's for it with everything. And look what he did, look what he achieved. As an ordinary man, the point is, he was an ordinary man like you and I, and that's why he was qualified to speak to his friends in Philippi. That's why the Holy Spirit can speak to us this morning through the scriptures, telling us about Paul and his exploits, saying that if Paul could do those things, you can do the things that I've called you to. You might not be, uh, you know, might not walk that journey, you might not be. Beheaded for for your belief, for your faith, but there is a hard road to walk. Because why? The word of God says to us that the God of this age is busy at work. But Jesus says that we are to take heart, for He has overcome everything. He has overcome all. He is our confidence. You see, so Paul presented himself as a living example of a dynamic growth, a dynamic Christian, and we can do the same. We can do the same by the help of the Holy Spirit. There's somebody asking, I think it's 1 Corinthians, uh, where Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Paul was not an arrogant and proud man. If I, you know, sometimes we are so humble. What is um, that? There's, um, there's that word. When you do it out of, I don't know what the, uh, the, the word will come. But we, um, we, um, we pretend to be humble, but we're not really humble. I don't know what that word is. Remind me if you... Paul was not like that. He was a humble man. But through uh, Scripture, through the help of the Holy Spirit, He was able to stand up and say, Actually, follow me. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Look at my life. You think uh, what I've written, what I'm saying is hard? Look at my life. You think following Christ is hard? It's, it's, it's It's a task to be done? Okay, don't worry so much about that. Look at me. Look at me. I'm doing that. This is how I'm doing it. If I can do it as an ordinary man, so can you. So can you. Is that that, that good? Is that encouraging? So Paul says, look at me. And then he moves over and, and continues in this verse. He says, and note those who so walk. So, he moves away from saying, look at me, follow me. So, it's almost as though he was elevating himself in, some, in, in our human uh, perspective. Then he says, okay, if you think I'm maybe too arrogant because I'm saying look at me and follow me, well, forget about me now. Let's look at others. Let's look at our friends. Let's look at other fellow Christians. Look at them as well. He says... Um, see, Paul was not the only person to follow. He was proud to say, follow me, look at my life. But he was not the only person to follow. He says, there were others. Keep your eye on dynamic, growing Christians. In your circle of friendships, in your circle of Christianity, are there people who are dynamic, who you can look at and say, amen, now... I I want that. I I look up to that person. That person is living a life that is glorifying God. I can see it. It's not just all words, but there's action in his or her words. It was in uh, Thessalonians where Paul challenged them to follow not only him, but others. The The Thessalonians looked upon Paul and his associates as the best Christians they knew. Today, can I suggest that you are possibly the best Christian some people know? The best Christian some people know. In fact, you may be the only Christian. Some people, know. See, people in your sphere of influence judge all other Christians by you. How you behave as a Christian. Remember, you stand and say, uh, you proclaim, I'm a Christian, I you know, uh, follow Christ. Those are not Christians. Those who are lost and looking for, for a light. Look at your life. And they judge all other Christians by you. They look at your life and they judge Christians because of how you live your life as a Christian. And for them, this might be true, that they have never met a better Christian than you. And so they figure um, every other Christian is worse than you. So in other words... You as a Christian who proclaim, you stand on the soapbox, as it's called, and you proclaim God and you shout Jesus and all the rest. People look at you and your lives. People look at me and my life. And remember those words or that sentence that says, Actions speak louder than words. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. That is so true. So this morning, there's, it's not a heavy, it's a wake-up call. It's a realization. It's a call to wake up and realize that actually, we are representing Christ. What we stand for, what we speak, what we profess, what we proclaim, is exercised through our lives, has to be exercised through our lives, because it's easy to speak with my mouth and just say words. It's that much harder to actually show those things with my actions. And I fall short of that all the time. I do not stand there as though well. I'm perfect. God, I need your help daily. That's why his word says that every day he has new mercies for you and I. Because you know, it's a treacherous road that we are walking. There's someone who's out to get us. Someone who's out to get you. In fact, he is trying all the tricks up his sleeve to get you, to get you down. But remember what I said last week. That the victory is won already. We have the victory in Jesus Christ already. We have the victory. Therefore, when we walk this uh, life When we walk this road, we have to take courage that actually it has been done. It has been won. Therefore, I can walk in confidence. I can stand and say, look at me. Watch my life and mimic me. Copy me. So Paul will say, if if, um, my friends in Philippi look at his life, they will see what what Scripture is speaking about. What uh, Philippians 3, verse 11 through to 14 is speaking about. See, Paul here as a collective wants the entire community of Philippians, uh, the Philippian Christians to be living for the prize that comes from Jesus. If there's anything, uh, one of the many things I would encourage us to remember this morning, let's live our lives knowing that there's a prize to be won. Is a reward to be given to us in the way in the conduct of our or the outcome of our lives here on earth. This is what Paul wanted. He says, Together, become imitators of me. He hopes for a corporate response response to what he has been saying to them. See in Paul's mind, it is not enough for him that one or two should respond to what he is saying. He was not. Uh, he wasn't ungrateful because one or two responded because that's victory. If one person responds, that's that's victory. One person's life is changed. That is, but he's encouraging the whole church. He wants the whole Christian community in Philippi to live their lives in a way that brings glory to the King of Kings. He's looking for a church, an entire community, which is obviously and visibly living for the reward. The rewards of God. Now, can I categorically say we do not need to be weird as Christians? There are too many labels where Christians become weird. When you speak to, I will speak to some Christians, and they become weird. They speak in a language I'm like, I don't know. Uh, just be normal. <laughs> just please be normal. You breathe like I do, you know. You when you. Put on your pants, it's one leg at a time. I'm not different, you're not different. But the Holy Spirit lives in us. Let us shine, let us be normal as we go into the workplace. Let's not be um, weird. Let's just be normal. And those around us will see, They'll, uh, they'll witness how we live our lives, how we show our lives. And if I've been weird in any way, guys, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I ask for your forgiveness. But Lord help you not to be weird. So in conclusion Paul says look at me and follow me. Look at my example. And follow my example. Okay, Uh, he didn't say look at, don't look at Jesus. Jesus set the bar. We know the bar is higher. It's high, and so he says, okay, well, then if it's too high, look at me, an ordinary man. And if I am the bar that I am um, raising is also too high for you, look at your fellow friends, look at your community. Note, take note of those who walk according to the pattern that He has, the Holy Spirit has given to, to them, to the Philippians, to us through the Word of God. And that's my call for us this morning. Let us look at Jesus. If we find though it's too hard, let us look at Paul, the man. Knowing that he is ordinary, not, nothing special, if that's too hard because we think he's a super saint, let's look at each other and single out people in your Christian uh, sphere of influence who encourage you and I. Now I say, note those who live according to the pattern that um, Christ has given us. There are many Christians who don't live according to those patterns. Don't follow them. Don't, don't, don't. You become the one who actually they follow you because you are living according to the pattern. But my dear friends this morning, it's not impossible. It's not impossible for you, and it's not impossible for me. It's hard, yes I know, because I'm ordinary like you, and, uh, like you. But by the grace of God, I can live a life that brings glory to His most holy name. Father, thank you for your most holy name. Thank you Lord for your encouragement that this Christian life, is a gift from you. Yet you enjoy every season because every season has an end. There's a beginning and there's an end. There's a summer and there's a winter and, every, and the two seasons in between, God. There's a season to plant and a season to reap. This life is seasonal. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to look at your son, Jesus, as the perfect example. Thank you, Lord, for giving us Paul, an ordinary man that we can look at as a man on earth living unto your glory. Thank you, Lord, for giving us each other that we can look at each other, Lord, and be encouraged to live this life according to the pattern that you've laid in in your word that brings life to us. So we bless your holy name this morning and we ask God that you have the glory that is due to your name from our lives, every part of our lives, our lives, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.